0: a live copyrighted presentation ladies and gentlemen it's time now for radiolawtalk.com with your host frederick penny attorney at law and now radiolawtalk.com and that's how you grew it um
1: my king this corn syrup was just delivered
0: that's
2: not ours we don't brew but
0: like with corn syrup
3: Miller Lite uses corn syrup. Let us
4: take it to them at once. Oh,
3: brewers
2: of Miller Lite, we received your corn syrup by mistake. That's not our corn syrup. We received our shipment this morning. You're joking. Try the Coors Light Castle. They also use corn syrup.
4: Ah. Oh, brewers of Coors Light, is this corn syrup yours? Well, well, well. Looks like the corn syrup has come home to be brewed. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear, we brew Coors Light with corn syrup. Ah,
5: Bud Light. With no corn syrup. No, 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 no. We're not talking about these big important things like Mueller's new report that came out or the admission scandal. No, that's not important. What's the most important thing for Denise, Todd, and I to talk about today is very, very important, special America. It is. The Beer
6: Wars.
5: (laughs) We are talking about Beer Wars today. Guess what? Everybody, Coors and Miller are suing Bud Light over those commercials. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. For
4: more fewer calories, and half the carbs,
3: there's only one light beer to grab. What are you holding? Miller Lite. Old true.
5: Yeah, yeah, we've got Miller. Ooh, this is going to be interesting, and we're gonna we're gonna those of you who again, there's some people that live under rocks, uh, that live under a rock. We're going to play the different uh, little spoofs that they're doing on each other now. But uh, Coors and Miller are serious about this, and they're they've sued uh, Bud Light, which would be Anheuser Busch, yes. saying that they are basically not telling the truth in their ads. What does that happen?
4: Just, do people not no. t- do people sometimes mislead in advert? I, I am shocked. What? I am
0: beside myself. Not with
4: dismay. mislead.
0: Maybe just
5: tilt it one way or the other.
0: Look, or I, or, or, I saw it on the internet. It has to be no, true. Such lawyers will never tilt
5: anything one way no. or the other,
4: as they say in Black's <laughs> Law Dictionary. Did they engage in conventional puffery? Oh, that's law school days.
5: I don't remember that. That was back but, in nineteen oh six. That was, you know, lawyers have a lawyers
4: have a duty to be honest with each other and and to be upfront and all. Of that, but but there's the caveat is they can engage in what's known as conventional puffery, which is basically calling people's bluff during negotiations. Well, my
5: wife says I've got a lot of conventional puffery going on right now. I've gained some weight. Yeah, you <laughs> you, you, you and me both. I know. It's like the conventional puffery is more than just for my mouth. <laughs> I told my
4: I told my daughter I thought I lost ten pounds. She goes, turn around, oh, found no, it. It's minute. right over there. No,
0: wait. By the way, Fred says, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this from a guy who just finished. Eating some Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> hey,
3: we're not giving Krispy Kreme any shout
0: out. Well, I'm just saying you were yeah. eating them, were you not? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, look, I'm going to give Fred the entrapment
4: defense because not only did we have yes. Krispy Kreme donuts that were already here before he got there, but the um, let's call this the messengers of cuteness that brought said donuts. Oh yeah, the uh, those whose voices can often be heard here on Radio Law
5: that Talk. That is on the mm. That That's would be
4: one, one of them. <laughs> I mean, how can you turn that down when you've got the cutest little five-year-old in the world
5: going,
3: Grandpa? Would you like a donut? <laughs> no,
5: not a hot piping Krispy Kreme donut.
4: No. Yeah.
5: Oh, you, you, you temptress! You, yes, I would have a donut. Boys are
0: weird.
5: <laughs> Look at Denise. Denise, you got. I wish I had a picture. She's got her hands folded, looking at us, smiling, and shaking her head. When
0: we said boys are weird. Her, her head just went into overdrive.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so I,
0: funny. I second that.
5: We had an email, I have to say, this week. We get a lot of emails, and we're thankful for all our wonderful uh, in, uh, people that listen to email. And this is, no, this is exactly... In fact, uh, Denise emailed us all back and said, is this a spoof? The listener said... I did. I
1: honestly thought you guys maybe. were punking me. Uh, lit-
5: I thought Denise prop
4: somebody up to actually send that email. That's where my devious mind goes. But what was it? It was
5: from a listener who just loves our show and said "Well, how great the show was and went on and on. And then toward the end said but Denise is the best.
1: No, no. She said (laughs) said, Denise is always always right. right. Oh, there we go. Something
5: like that. (laughs) That's
1: true.
0: Wait, wait, wait.
1: wait. (laughs) It's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's Armageddon. <our middle. laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, it was from Sarah. I can't remember her last name, but we really do appreciate when you guys um, email us and give us suggestions. And um, we know that sometimes you don't want to call in. You would rather um, do it, uh, you know, through email. And we love reading your emails. So yeah. please, keep it. Eat- we got a couple this week. we got more than a couple. A couple. that were positive. Let's put it that way.
6: Yeah, a, cu-
1: <laughs> a, couple,
0: a couple will read on the air that have language that's appropriate. And yeah. by the way, info at radiolawtalk.com. Info at radiolawtalk.com that's um, right feel free. Yes, that's and right. for the one person
4: that uh, clearly sent a picture to let me know that I was number one, um, you, the <laughs> traditional way is to use the index finger. <laughs> um, yes. I uh, thought it was,
1: know. they were trying to say that
5: you were number one in the middle.
4: Yeah, that was probably Could've that was it. probably it. Could've yes, it. sure. Yes.
5: Uh, we're gonna play we're gonna play case <laughs> or no case today. When we get around to it, we're gonna talk about some important things. But before we do that, you have to remember to call us at eight five five Law Radio or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Again, if you want to call in and opine about. Uh, case or no case you can just leave a message and you can tell Cal and uh, you do not have to be on the air or tweet it at radio law talk remember we are talking about general topics of law not specifics if you have a legal issue please seek local counsel and consult with them do not other than Christmas table and Thanksgiving table with the in-laws say according to radio law talk your honor this is the this is the way it is we don't want you doing that now But, again, at the dinner table, that's fair game because we are now – we have substituted in and now become the they say – Or, what's the other one? I heard.
4: I I, heard. uh, Yeah, the the infamous they. See, we give Mm -hmm. you a little bit more credibility than the folks that say they did a study or I heard or they. Now you can go ahead and put a reference to it. Right. As long as you're out of court. And and it's, you know, when we And as long as everybody's a little
5: bit tipsy and drunk.
4: You know what? (laughs) I have found that the more my dinner guests drink, the smarter I get. That's right. And so it, it also helps on dates the more date drinks. Oh, the,
1: you actually the, have dates?
4: The better looking I get, if I were to date. He's just, he's just speculating. Yes, yes. <laughs> conventional puffery. We're back to conventional puffery here. Oh, my
5: gosh. We're going to talk today about, I was actually on the radio, I think you guys know I was on a national program uh, talking about the admission scandal yesterday, and it hit... The edit. And now we're going to talk about why Friday this thing hits on Friday. But the Mueller report came out, and there's going to be no what, Denise? No prosecutions. There's no indictment. No, 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 indictments. no further indictments. No further indictments. <laughs> indictments. Yeah, correct. there's already been many well, indictments. But and, uh, no and
4: again, indictments. we'll talk about that. That's what he said. But then Adam Schiff from uh, the, was it the Judiciary Southern
1: Committee? Southern
4: District? Oh, no. But he's the head of the Judiciary Committee. He said, whoa, 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 hold on a second here. We may want to call Mr. Mueller to come in and testify because uh, I don't, I'm not, maybe no indictments from Mr. Mueller, but the Congress can indict. Can and, they indict? And, or refer for indictment. Yeah. And so um, we'll see what happens. Well,
1: I think what Mueller said specifically is that out of his he's not going to have any more indictments. There's going to be more indictments in New York, no
4: doubt. And and he was pretty, you know, we'll we'll talk about this, but Mm -hmm. he was pretty good throughout that if something was beyond the purview of his investigation, he referred it to another jurisdiction. And and that's how, you know, Cohen, I believe, was not necessarily prosecuted by Mueller, but was prosecuted by the district there. And Mueller said, we'll give you the information. Go ahead and do what you will. There are state
0: cases still pending, but again, it's all...
5: It's
4: all, yeah, a lot of it is,
5: again, this is not a political thing, a lot of it is, oh, you didn't tell the truth, or you didn't properly file, or, but there's nothing on the Russia thing at this time, so does it exonerate Trump? It sounds like it, but we'll be back right after this, and we'll do case or no case.
0: We thank you for turning on Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com. The show will continue right after this.
2: E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com.
3: Effective.
0: Join me, George Nori, in Indian Wells, California, May 31st to June 3rd for the Contact in the Desert UFO Conference. An epic weekend of exploration into ancient aliens, human origins, crop circles, and UFO sightings. More than 100 lectures, panels, workshops, and events with leading experts like Giorgio Tsoukalos, David Wilcock, Linda Moulton-Howe, Eric Von Donneken, Doc Wallach, and so many more. Get your tickets today at contactinthedesert.com. It's time to make contact. Contactinthedesert.com. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny.
5: Our favorite time of the hour, which is case or no case. Roll it, Cal.
0: Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! Well, now I'm going to take you to Texas. Yeehaw. That's right, friends. Those of you listening in Dallas on KBDT, thank you. Pick up your ears. A Texas appellate court rejected Michelin of North America's bid to escape a lawsuit involving a 2015 fatal car accident caused by a defect in one of its tires. Michelin says the tire involved in the case was a uniroyal tiger paw freedom, and it was sold, used, from a third party. Wholly unrelated to Michelin North America, and so, Your Honor, why should we have to pay? The lawsuit filed by a Texas resident, Brenda Isela Lopez de Santiago states that while she was a passenger passenger in a car, the right back tire blew, rolled over, problems occurred, including a fatality. Lopez says the car came with Uniroyal tires already installed, and they switched them over, you know, they got tiger paws, used tiger paws. Michelin says, we don't have to stand trial for a used tire that we didn't sell, and we're not going to. And so I ask you, Mr. Kuhn. And I'll start with you today. Then Fred will be second. Next hour, Denise the third. Is this a case, or is it no case? I am
4: going to say that this is a case. You know what this reminds me of? What? This argument reminds me a lot of the uh, the the manufacturers of asbestos that got sued. And, you know, it it was like we we could never really tell which manufacturer was responsible for the asbestos that was in your particular building where you worked. But at the end of the day, it was sort of like, yeah, but you were all responsible because, you know. You were all making something that killed, so you share liability, even though they can't prove specific damages. Kind of reminded me of that from law school, and, and I got to be honest, I never really understood the rationale. I just knew they had to pay, so um, you know, sort of follow the dollar signs. Uh, and I'm going to say this is a case. And by the way, we
0: have no outcome. I'm just asking if this is this is a one point question today. Okay. So there's no resolution here. I'm asking you: Should a company have get sued? For a used tire that was not sold by them and put on somebody's car that failed. And you say yes. As, I,
4: hmm? I, I say yes, this is a case. And I can tell you, I think the rationale is, if, if, if I just go a little further, is, well, of all the people whose fault this might be, it is not the fault of the person who died. It's not the fault of the person who was driving and their tire blew out. And they're entitled to some sort of remedy because somebody did something and it starts with the company. And maybe maybe throughout the course of litigation, they're able to parse out what their liability is, something intervening. But I don't believe they're entitled to a, look, we didn't sell it, we're out. So...
0: I say, yes, it's a case, and... Um, Mr. Penny, yeah. this is right in your neighborhood. Yeah, this yeah. isn't
5: fair, because I've actually dealt with these cases, and... Uh, a used uh, tire oh, on a yeah, used wheel installed by the, an unknown... I know this yeah. answer, but the thing is, it's so intelligent and easy and answerable, I, I scares me that it's fake. <laughs> the answer is, this is a real situation... The answer is when you make a tire, what was happening is there's actual tire separation of the tread is what was happening. That's the, the treads most, that's the most common flaw for yes, tire. the tire. Yes, but this is a dueling analysis of experts is what happens because if they buy it used, was it bald? I don't know how bald the, the tire was, and was that the reason why the tire you know blew and, and, and uh, caused this accident? But the answer is... When you put something out into onto the public for the public use, it doesn't matter who sold it, when they sold it, how they sold it. That thing is in public use on a, on a vehicle. You're going to be liable. Not only that, you can be liable, but also the tire uh, company that actually put the tire on, the one that repaired it, the one, everyone down the chain in California especially, other states may differ. A little bit, but generally everyone down the line is liable. From the manufacturer, or may be liable, let's put it that way. From the manufacturer all the way down to the person that filled the air up. So you
0: buy a used Ford, (laughs) somebody misrepairs it, something bad happens...
5: And the Ford company is liable. Is that what you suggest? Uh, the answer could is could be. Could be. Yeah, could be. You said misrepair, so hmm. Ford would argue that was not our issue. It was the person who repaired it. So, okay. so that's a different scenario than this one. And I'm not saying that that Michelin doesn't have some arguments, which they do. But this is a lawsuit. Um, and to tell you the truth, I don't know who wins because it depends upon the facts and the situation about the tire, but it's just too, I I almost think it's not this specific one is not a case because it's just too intelligent, but I'm going with (laughs) Todd.
0: Ms. Dirks, your thoughts?
5: Uh,
1: There, we just read, we just had a case where the appellate court decided that there is a um, and I can't remember what it is, I can't remember what the facts were and who the defendant was, but they did hold them liable for things that a third party did. So I know the scenario could could ha- um, totally happen. Um, the question is, could it happen in Texas? Oh. <laughs> That's the question. Good catch. Yeah, and so um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say no case. Mm. I think that the facts could be a case, but I don't think that it could happen in Texas Appellate Court.
5: Again, our listener's correct. The most intelligent person here is probably Denise. When she catches those little things.
4: Since she's in the lead, can you just have her go first every time so that we can decide whether or not we're going to, you know, it's, it, it, it reminds me of those Perry Mason cases. At some point, didn't Mr. Berger, the prosecutor, just want to go, all right, Perry, can you just save us a bunch of money and
0: tell us who really did? Yeah, why don't you get the uh-huh. surprise person to jump up in the, in the gallery and tell us what's going on? I mean, golly. Yeah, well. I mean, this isn't Hawaiian high school football, where if you have a certain lead, you have to kick off right. every time. Right. You
1: know? <laughs> well, I, I answered that way because I don't want Cal getting any points.
5: Well, all I gotta say is. <laughs> so stumps all of us. Uh, whatever it is, Cal, that was a very thought-out, intelligent Uh-oh. case that you laid out for us Thank to, you. to determine whether it's true or false and who's gonna win. And I truly believe. We're gonna lose Todd because it's, it was just too normal. It was just, just it was right down my alley. That's what scares me. Denise is so much smarter than us. She saw it.
1: Well, why don't you save that for the results? Because well, the results are gonna really
5: be that you're gonna get another point, <laughs> and then guess what? You and I are gonna just have to go out and have another donut, okay, know. Todd? Hey. Okay, all right. Let's why see.
1: don't you guys out there please um, tweet us at Case or No Case hashtag Case or No Case or Radio Law Talk. I'm looking at our eight
5: five five Law.
0: The family of attorneys at
7: USA Radio News
0: with Rick Vincent.
3: I believe there's nothing in the world that can defeat the United States Air
0: Force. Air Force Secretary Heather Wilson, who was at Offutt Air Force Base in Nebraska Friday, says that
3: includes Mother Nature.
4: Stratcom was in the middle of an exercise as the waters rose. They didn't miss a beat. There was no mission that didn't keep going here at Offutt Air Force Base. And that says something about this base. A third of the base was covered in floodwaters this past week during Nebraska's all-time worst disaster in the history of that state. Democrats in Congress are demanding to see the entire Mueller report now that it's been released to Attorney General William Barr. Delaware Democratic Senator Chris Coons tells CNN.
0: I'm expecting this weekend,
4: given the Attorney General's letter, that Congress will get notified of the principal conclusions of the report. Um, and then I hope as soon as next week that we'll be seeing um, the vast majority of the report with only minor redaction.
0: You're listening to USA Radio News. Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-871-3291. 871
7: 3291 Again, that's 800-871-3291. Let me ask you something. What are you doing when you put money in a 401k or IRA, or store jumper cables in your vehicle, or purchase health insurance? You're preparing. You're preparing to ensure you have enough money for retirement. You're preparing for when your car battery dies or to have assistance paying a major unexpected medical bill. That all makes sense. The same goes for building a food storage plan. You're preparing for when emergencies or disasters strike and shelves go empty at your grocery store. The best way to prepare is with My Patriot Supply. They've helped a million hardworking Americans become more self-sufficient. My Patriot Supply sells hundreds of items, including dozens of emergency food kits, at MyPatriotSupply.com. It could be an earthquake, a cyber attack freezing our banking system, or a disaster that shuts down our power grid for weeks. For all these emergencies and more, get your supplies and prepare today at MyPatriotSupply.com. No more rushing to find empty store shelves because you're too late. Do it now so you're ready. MyPatriotSupply.com.
0: You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. All right,
5: give Denise her points, let's move on.
1: <laughs> He's got a smirk on his face, so I'm out.
0: <laughs> no, I the thing that I the thing that I thought was ironic about all of this was the email that we got that Uh-oh. said Denise is always right. Uh-oh. Because I think of the old joke where A woman says, you know, I knew I found Mr. Wright. I just didn't know his middle name would be always. (laughs) You know, what? my
1: husband has a T-shirt, and on the back it says, why do I need Google? My my wife knows everything.
0: See, perfect. It's perfect. There we go. And so the issue is if a third party installs a used tire on a vehicle and the tire goes kaboom, should the original manufacturer of the tire face a lawsuit as the primary uh, as the primary person here the deepest pocket mm-hmm. i guess you yes. could say in the great state of texas <laughs> should michelin stand trial for a faulty used tire That's really what it gets down to, right? It does. And you don't
5: know whether or not, you don't know the outcome yet.
0: We don't know the outcome of the case. The question was merely, should they have to stand trial? And by the way, they took this to the, uh, Mm -hmm. by the way, Denise, sorry. Sorry.
5: (laughs) <laughs> oh, he, did some,
0: he, he did,
5: they took this to the... Oh. Denise, you overthought it. I'm yeah, glad yeah. you overthought something once. <laughs>
0: they took this to the uh, county court level. You know, the Superior court. court says you stand in trial. They have now taken it to the Texas Court of Appeals, and after that, they will take it to the Texas Supreme Court. Because they honestly believe that they have no control over who repairs the tire, over the quality of the wheel on which a used tire is installed, over the quality of the installer. Well, that's true, but my argument is And who determines the condition of the tire? Why is that Michelin's issue for a guy? Let's just say in California, they've got a law. Say in Texas, some guy goes, well, sure, I'll put, yeah, I'll put that on. I don't have any money, but I need to get home. I just had a blowout. Can you put this, right. you know, funky tire on there? Yeah, sure, I can put it on there. It's a Michelin. Next thing you know, a Michelin make. Next thing you know, Michelin's on the hook. Yeah. So,
1: well, if it's a manufacturing defect, then I can see why it could be But if Michelin. the tire's
0: worn out and shouldn't have been put on in the first place. It, it, were those the facts of this? That's my understanding. Okay. hmm
5: well, I think we should talk about blowout. I've had those when I was two or three years old, but I, I probably will later on in life too. If you blowout. Is that whole, what you're talking about, Cal? Whole, whole He's Not talking thing. about tires. And I'm not going to. Oh, there. you were t- Oh, you. Oh, you're <laughs> talking about tires. You,
4: you know. You know. Okay, this is going to be a, a bit of a diversion. You know what that that statement reminds me of? Yes, anecdotal. So, so the other day, I the other day I saw this news story, and I think it happened. It, it was either a Lowe's or a Home Depot. The police were called. The police were called because of a bomb threat made by one of the patrons. And when the police showed up and eventually met with the person, they all kind of chuckled and said, uh, okay, this was not a legitimate bomb threat. What happened was (laughs) this guy went to use the restroom at the Home Depot. And when he went in, there were other folks in there, and he said, you guys better get out of here. I'm about to blow this place up. Oh, And it was in reference to the fact that He wasn't feeling too well And he gave them all a heads up Because it was going to smell really bad Well, somebody didn't understand the reference Left the bathrooms Somebody just made a bomb threat inside the bathroom <laughs> So the cops get called This guy finally comes out He's buckling up
0: What? Uh. what? <laughs> well, if you go in there, you'll see I was right You'll see
5: I was right <laughs> I did a courtesy flush Yeah I, you know. we, we, we went from k Case to bomb threats, courtesy <laughs> flushes, and uh, blowouts. Well, you you reference blowouts, yeah. uh, <laughs> And That,
0: ladies and gentlemen, is case. Or
5: no case. Yay, Cal. Thank you very, for bringing very a very normal case. one to us.
0: Yes. Oh, don't worry. There's more ahead. <laughs> I know.
5: Join us hour two. We'll have case or no case number two. All right. We, we've got to talk about the admission scandal. Those yes. of you out there who. There's some interesting takes that we're going to discuss as lawyers. Uh, those of you who are like, oh, I don't want to hear about it again, hear, hear us out. There's some interesting things to discuss. I, I was lucky enough to be. Uh, I've been on some shows to talk about this during the week. I get invited. A times to be on USA Radio Network or on uh, different talk shows to talk about the scandals. And I talked a uh, shout out to Wayne Allen Root. He's a conservative talk show host. Please, those of you out there who have talk shows that are, have a liberal talk show, I know there's more conservative type talk shows. Invite me on, and you know, I just say it like it is. In fact, it was great because I love Wayne because he he has a very conservative you know views, which are wonderful for him, but. But he, he let he allows he allows me just to lay it lay both sides out and that's what I did and shout out to Wayne Allen root that's his his uh, his uh, show is just booming it has absolutely taken off and he's based out of Las Vegas so uh, but here's the discussion the discussion is what happens to a kid who applies to let's say USC has a 4.2 GPA and also is what's called a president scholar, or one of the top scholars, applies to Harvard and, or, or Yale or whatever, and he gets rejected. And then it's like, wow, why am I rejected when other kids are getting getting in by people paying money? Now, there's there's a couple of issues here we have to determine. There's two separate things you got to look at. First, there's the dead obvious, I said on, on the show. What's the dead obvious? Okay, you're cheating on the ACT, SAT score. I mean... That's dead obvious. That's that's an issue. You're liable. You're at fault, right? That's no-brainer. Right. That's what's interesting is they're having actual proctors go in for them and sit on the exam for these kids. It's not like, hey, psst, hey put, uh, this is the answer. They're literally sitting in on their behalf and yeah. taking these tests. So yeah. um, I, I think if they hired me to do that, they'd probably get even a lower score. So it just depends who you hire, I guess, right? But anyway, they were getting good scores with that, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll go on in and uh, uh, yeah, let me take that
4: test for you, Gal. <laughs> why, why did they send yeah, Todd no. in there? Well, they made it. They, they wanted to make it look real, so they got to, you know, they got to have people balance out the bottom end of the curve. Wait
5: a minute! I paid a hundred grand for get a lower score than yes. my daughter would normally get. So uh-huh. that's that's the one issue. So here's the arguments. There's two separate lawsuits going. There's a federal lawsuit and there's a state lawsuit. The federal lawsuit is uh, actually well laid out, intelligent. <laughs> And the state lawsuit in San Francisco, I I just want to say, this is my opinion, one of the worst laid out arguments I've ever seen in my life. I I just, horrible, absolutely horrible. And so I'm not even going to get into it. Those of you who say, oh, there's a lawsuit in San Francisco that is laid out by a lady who's in Oakland about her child, who is, uh, and she's a former Oakland uh, teacher, it is amazing to read what this is about. And these are suing the individual parents. Uh, but it, it's clearly the individual's, uh, his office is like one of those sweet P04-1372192. That's a prisoner number. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> when, 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 you say,
4: when you say lawsuits, we're mm. talking about, we're talking about in, in the federal and the state, we're talking about right. private lawsuits, not criminal prosecutions right. at this point. Yeah, Let,
1: civil. yeah okay. civil. Civil. Okay. Okay. Not about, one not. is in the federal court, yeah. and the other one is in a
5: state court. Okay, let's not talk about the. We're going to talk about the criminal part in a minute,
3: because you, Todd. Got it, it. You, got God it. God.
5: it. But let's talk about the civil. So their argument is as follows. And so we're going to go into the Northern District of California, uh, what they're arguments are and and here's the main thing the pros are look i had an opportunity to have a great education at better university that when i get out of that school usc harvard yale whatever i'm not saying harvard's part of this but i I believe yale may have was one of them look i was going to make a lot more money that's one argument the other thing the other issue is they got to show statistics of that but also they're saying at least the students who applied that did not get in should get what their money back. It's about for fi- the
1: application yeah, for
5: the application. Right. And then there's the argument of those who were accepted. Those who were accepted argue, and then their argument in these in this civil complaint is it diminished their degree because the school now has a bad reputation and now their degree is worth less. They want their money back that they paid these schools. Some of these schools are fifty thousand, sixty thousand a year or 40000 60000 a year just to go to the school, they want that money back because their degree is now tarnished. So that is the spin and the argument that these civil lawyers are making. Because at first I shook my head and said, how do you prove damages? How do you do that? You. Well, now I see this is how they're proving it. Now the negative part of it, how do you overcome the fact that I would argue on the other side, what do you mean, you're telling me that only people that graduate from the Ivy League are successful? You know that's not true.
0: It's an odds thing. Yeah. It's a, their odds of success are greater. I but, think a parent would argue.
5: Okay, but guess what? Under under the laws of Cali- uh, of of the different states, you have the burden of proof. You cannot have conjecture. You have to show proof. So that that speculation is what they call it. It, it
1: would be, except for our Supreme Court. If you look at our U.S. Supreme Court,
5: there are, most of them
1: are from Harvard and Yale.
5: That's it. Two schools. Guess I'm out. Yeah. All i got to say is I feel much better about this because I thought the reason I wasn't getting in Stanford was because of my 2.5 GPA coming out of high school uh, as a sophomore. But now I know it's because of fraud, not because of me. So at least I feel
3: better about that. And
5: don't forget, <laughs> if the coach would have just put me in, I would have won the game. So there we go. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit more about this admission scandal. Then we're going to jump to a few other fun things.
0: We're glad you turned on Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station and on radiolawtalk.com, where you'll find all previous episodes, too. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to
2: radiolawtalk.com.
6: I'm Andy Snyder, author of the hit new book, Nature's Miracles. I just released the stunning details of a simple 30 second natural cure to things like erectile dysfunction, high blood pressure, joint pain, and possibly even cancer. In a word, this cure works. And it's all because of new evidence that proves things like ED are not just another case of bad luck, no, they're caused by our modern diet. And here's the stunning part. I found you don't need to change your diet if you want to beat these ailments. You simply need to add something to it. I recently published the recipe for the perfect drink, and for a limited time, I'm giving it away for free at perfectdrinkrecipe.com. The three cheap, all-natural ingredients found in this delicious drink can help fight some of this country's top killers. Doctors are stunned, and you'll love the results. All the details of the perfect drink are at my website. Just go to perfectdrinkrecipe.com. Again, that's perfectdrinkrecipe.com.
0: You're listening to RadiolawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny.
5: So back on the admission scandal, there's some interesting uh, things that the parents are arguing. First of all, the one question that hasn't come out, are any of these children going to be prosecuted? So far, no. And so far, the universities are not being prosecuted by, and I'm talking about the, the, um, the criminal portion, because the universities are being sued in this lawsuit claiming that Mr Singer who is the kingpin of this and the employees of these universities conspired now the university said well that's our employee we didn't know that but under most laws the the employees are the employers going to be liable for what their employees are doing if it's during the time they're working there. Yeah, within their scope. Within their scope. Mm-hmm. And they're going to argue it's not within their scope to go out and cheat. Yeah. So there, there, there's a lot of arguments that the schools are going to get out. But criminally, which we're going to get into in a minute with Todd, that's not happening. But some interesting things we've talked about is is the following. First of all, um, what is wrong? Okay, you ready for this? What is wrong? Now, again, this is throwing off the ACT-SAT cheating scandal. That's clear. What is wrong with a family with a $100,000 endowment helping out raise funds for the, uh, let's say, USC? They do an endowment for their family member to name the wing of, let's say, uh, the arts center. What's wrong with their child getting an upper hand than those who haven't done that? What's wrong with that?
4: Well, okay. I,
1: I, I think it happens all the time. To be candid with you,
4: I, I, th- I think I think it does. I, I will say that just putting on my, if, if we're going to list out and brainstorm, okay, what what are the what's wrong with it? What could potentially be wrong with it? What could? And, and I'm not saying that um, ultimately these arguments would win, but I think initially the first thing I would say that's wrong with it is. You're always trying to teach kids that it's based upon what you do, the merit system you get in based upon the strength of your GPA and everything that goes. Well, if your dad or mom goes and donates a $100 million to have the cancer research at the school named after them, and then a kid with a 2.4 GPA gets in because of that, well, now the playing field isn't necessarily level. You're you're creating a situation. You're creating a situation where um, an individual who would not otherwise qualify to get into the school is now getting in on the basis of the size of their parents' pocketbook.
5: Okay, guess what, Cal? I know Cal's going to point, but I want to make a point on that first. Sure. Very important. Maybe that argument is valid on a public university mm-hmm. but a private university, that should not be valid. Because it's private, and if they want to accept funds for an endowment and allow other people to come in, it's a private university. Why can't they do that? Well and, Cap,
4: oh, go ahead well, and, and and I would say I come. would say based upon that, then the person that has to deal or the entity that has to deal with the fallout, and this is where you just let the market take take it uh you you let the market for education correct itself and so if the school allows this and from their perspective the pr the bad pr of letting someone get in because their father was rich if if they think that's not going to hurt them
0: very much in the long run then go ahead and do it i pardon me i have a very simple uh, observation here it's either a merit system or it's not and if it's not then private universities have a legal or at least a moral obligation to say about 90% of our students get in on merit but there is a 10% that get in because your daddy's rich and your mama's good looking
5: the answer is it's not a merit system with private universities let me yes, tell you why it is. ready for this sure it is. no i'm going to disagree with you ready for this athletes get in on their merit on their athletic ability, right, but it's merit, not exactly. on right, right. their GPA or they do, but, but but it's lowered for them. And there's a number of things in universities, Cal, and all of you out there. That they lower the standard intentionally for an athlete or a disabled person or this person or a person that, it, that their parents have an endowment. They or, lower or it. Or their
1: parents are alumni, too. That's I right. Mean, but, but,
5: honestly, if your parent
1: went to that school, you do I'm have a little bit of a leg up.
0: People just, need oh. to know that. That's but, all I'm saying. Disclaimers. It, 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 yeah, make it fair. Make well, it. And if you can't make it all equitable and even, at least make it fair. Let but, people know what they're up against. Eight, That's oh, only fair, I, I believe.
5: Eight, Five Five Law Radio. If you want to call in on this,
0: sure. So ultimately,
4: I look at it this way: What is the school really offering? What does any institution really offer? What they're offering people is the ability to say and to get a leg up in the world. After you graduate, by saying, I went to X school, and it's prestigious. And so if you went to this school versus that school, you know, if you went to a USC versus graduating from, you know, John, what
5: was Dick it? And Harry Trump
4: Robert. University that wasn't even a university? Clearly, the degree from USC is going to be worth a lot more in the long run. Well, it was In anyway.
5: the short run, too. And, and, in well, the
4: short run. the short run and the long run. But that is what the schools are offering, is the ability to say, I graduated from this school, this means something, and it helps me out going forward. It's great on the resume. It says something about you. Now, if they went hog-wild letting people get in just because of how rich their parents were and and all of that ultimately the reputation of the school and the value of that degree would be lower now what do schools decide to Focus and to become experts, and you got schools that are great in medicine. You've got schools that are great in accounting. You got schools that are, you know film schools. And to Fred's point here about athletes, there is a push with schools to also be prominent on the sports level, the athletic. That's
1: where they get their money. That's where they get sure. their it draws money. attention it's to them, box. publicity and money. And right. yeah. because
4: of that, because of that. If the school is looking at an athlete saying, this is going to help our focus to become a national power in athletics and to generate income so that we can go ahead and bring in everybody else, then I don't have a problem with the school saying, for the athlete that comes in that is focused on sports, we're going to lower the academic requirement because they can do things athletically that the computer scientist can't.
5: And stop right there. Therefore, we're also going to do the same thing for the endowment parents are bringing in money to build things up to build a new a new science center or whatever we're going to lower it. That's the same argument
4: right it, I, it I, is. I agree I agree 100 yeah, percent because you know look that hundred that hundred million dollar endowment look at the look at the number of opportunities and scholarships and research center and and prestige to the school that that provided. I don't have any problem throwing a bone to them in addition to all of that by saying, yeah, your kid can go here. But that is so different than what we saw in the admissions scandal. True. Because well, because the money being paid wasn't necessarily going to the school; it was enriching an individual.
1: No, it was not. It was going to a charity, and that that individual created a charity. So we they were ripping off of the U.S. taxpayers as well because they were putting money into the charity and not and getting a deduction right. on their taxes. This is a huge scandal. It's not just let's the not cheating. For, let's it's not, not forget
0: the soccer coach and guys who were individually yep. enriched. That's, that's true.
1: That's yeah. true, but the vast majority of the money, the big bucks, the millions, went to, millions, fake went to right. a fake charity. And, 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 and they wrote it off on their taxes. And I just, I personally get really ticked off about that one.
4: And So, well. w- so what I say <laughs> is, if, I if the money is going to a fake charity, when the money is donated, I, I th- this goes back to it's enriching an individual. Because if the money is going to a fake charity, charity, it's not like the money disappeared into the ether. At some point in time, somebody had that money in their wallet. And my point is, it didn't go to the school for the enhancement of a program, an endowment to the school. It went, ultimately, to line somebody's individual pocket.
1: That's true, because I'm sure that the charity was paying the proctors, and the charity was doing these different things. And the proctors were not just taking the tests. The proctors were helping The students get disabilities, and so they could take the test over several days. And they were sitting next to them, and they were giving them answers, and then they were correcting them afterwards. We're talking like this is a huge and committing identity
0: fraud too by pretending to be exactly people they were not. That's so right. And because all of this is fraud, and
4: because the communication for all of this involved the U.S. mail, email, all of that it becomes a criminal process for mail fraud wire fraud racketeering and that's how they can be prosecuted Criminally as well as civilly for But
1: that. they have a defense, perhaps, entrapment, and we're going to have to get into that, right?
5: Yeah, the, we, we, our hour is already up. We're going to continue and talk about the criminal portion of this. We're going to do a case or no case next hour. We're having a lot of fun here. And then we're going we, we, to talk about the beer wars. And I'm telling you, that is going to be the funnest time. That is third hour, so you got to go through another hour with us. Third hour, we're going to talk about the beer lawsuits. We'll be right back.